0: Mature mature content. content
1: listener discretion is advised
0: Welcome to TV and Tarot Talk, the Walking Dead edition. This is episode four, and we will be exploring the Emperor card. I am your host, Naya Thrice. And I'm Meg Watson. Thanks for tuning in. The aim of this podcast is to explore tarot in a chill, casual, and fun way through the lens of TV and pop culture. TV and tarot is meant to be a safe place to explore concepts as stories and shows can serve as shared experiences to build an understanding from. This series is rated mature and might not be suitable for those under the age of 17. Mature content, listener discretion is advised. And for this walking Dead series set on this podcast. We will only be covering the 22 major Arcana cards and a few bonus episodes peppered in along the way before we deep dive into another TV series. This is a rewatch spanning the whole of the Walking Dead universe, so spoilers ahead. Yeah.
1: Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Warning! 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 Spoiler
0: yeah. No new housekeeping items as of right now. So let's talk about the emperor. Uh, Let's make keywords.
1: Okay. So we have order, structure, leadership, authority, control, power, construction, protection, fatherhood, potency, pioneering, discovering, Politics, the Divine Masculine and the Mysteries of Men, Militancy, Tyranny, Initiative, Foundation and Structure, Ordering of the Natural World, Rulership and Delegation, Society, Law and Order, Tradition, Creating and Maintaining Boundaries, Judgment and Authority, Ambition, Responsibility, Action, Dependability, Status, Ego, Rigidity, Power and corruption and authoritarianism.
0: Woo wee. And as a person, it's fathers, rulers, leaders, commanders, dictators, autocrats, governors, uh, bosses, and like supervisors. <laughs> <laughs> the astrological element is uh, the zodiac sign of Aries. And now let's connect it. Back to the show. So Meg, you may begin with your first point. Okay.
1: Well, I had a few things ahead and then as I was doing the rewatch, I just kept thinking Deanna. Okay. Like Reg, her husband, uh, is an architect and he's the one who builds the walls around Alexandria, which helps to bring people into the community. But Deanna is the one who structures and organizes that community. She creates the rules. She enforces the rules. People respect her leadership. Um, She sees the strengths in people and wants to give them the agency and the authority to use those strengths for the good of the community. She's the one who plans where they're going to plant the crops and um, wants to put Michonne in charge of creating a charter. Mm -hmm. She takes Maggie under her wing to teach her the ropes of running a community. Mm -hmm. And even when the uh, team Rick first gets to Alexandria, and everybody's kind of like, "Who are these people? They are wild and work a little bit afraid of them." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "They have strengths that we don't have that will augment what we do have going on here, and we need to bring them in. They need to be a part of our community." Mm-hmm. And she's the one who gives Rick the green light after Pete kills Reg. Right. And he looks to Deanna and she's like, do it.
0: Yeah. It took for something to happen for her to finally listen to what he was saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the first, the, the first person that, I mean, Rick is, you know, on Herschel's farm. He's like, it's his farm. It's his rules. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time that he's been in a position of, like, this is clearly what I need to do. I need to take care of Pete. But he looks to Deanna for permission.
0: Right. Um, and she also authorizes the move of Team Rick's people into positions of power, right? Like yeah. Abraham in the
1: at the construction site. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that was a suggestion by, I think it was Tobin, who was running yeah. the construction ahead of that yep. and he's the one who said hey i think he's way more qualified at this job and she takes that into consideration mm-hmm. and says well this w- was your job and you're the one saying he's more qualified so i'm gonna defer to you right which yep. is just solid leadership
0: right right yeah she makes rick and michonne constables <laughs> which are basically like your policemen right Oh, yeah, they have
1: uniforms and everything.
0: Yeah. So that, you know, puts them in power. But you're right. She, um,
1: she and that's right at the beginning when mm-hmm. they first get there and she's like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, let's get you jobs. <laughs> right. Right. You know, it's that keeping society moving and keeping it growing and keeping it,
0: keeping order.
1: Yeah. Period.
0: Because outside of those walls, everything is chaos. Yeah. There is no. It's kill or be killed. It's survival by any means. It's mm-hmm. it's.
1: And she says, not within the structure of my community. That's we have rules here,
0: right? And even some of the other places that uh, or or groups that they've encountered, there were rules, but but she has the political aspect under her belt to maintain. Mm-hmm. Civilization as it was prior to the fall, because they've been within that structure and protected by that structure, that they were not influenced by the outside. Mm-hmm. To have to really change too much. So, yeah, Diana's a really good example of
1: of that emperor energy. She has that benevolence that um, that you want to see in the the upright emperor. We, we have plenty of other examples of the, the negative energy in other characters, but mm-hmm. Deanna really exemplifies the, the goodness mm-hmm. in the Emperor Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think Ezekiel is also like that as well yeah. in the kingdom. He wants to protect his community. Like, um, I mean, they all have jobs to do and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Um, take from the well, give back to the well. That's, that whole thing that he has um but he also like uh with the whole slaughtering the pigs thing he does it away from the community to protect them
1: yeah he's got a great speech in there about that too where he's talking about um Um, oh the the responsibility of secrets that it's not a privilege of rulership it's the the cost of it the duty yeah 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 and then um you know Deanna's coming from such a place of transparency. She wants to make sure that everybody knows what the decisions are that are being made and why they're being made. Mm-hmm. And um, Ezekiel has – he he wants that to, to be the case. That's the ideal. But he's realistic about it. And He's like, if I tell my people about the saviors, they're going to want to fight and they won't all make it. And that's not how I want to lead my people.
0: Right. And I think that dynamic is the key difference between how Deanna is functioning, because mm-hmm. at that point, the saviors are a non-factor.
1: Yeah. She hasn't gotten to the, the point of needing to keep secrets.
0: Right. Right. And uh, Ezekiel has managed to keep them outside of the walls. Mm-hmm. And whatever charming way he did, he made that happen for <laughs> a, a very long time. Yeah, cause Deanna's legacy continues to live on. Mm-hmm. Um, well after she's gone, like <laughs> when 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 Rick makes the decision to lock Negan up as opposed to put him out of his misery, um, that was that moment where he took Deanna's, um, kind of concept into into mind. Not just hers, but. Um, more Morgan was pressing him too about it. Mm-hmm. Um but that was the one piece that was missing was like like what do you do with rogue with really rogue people? Yeah. You know. And then it's like, well, old society, like you were a deputy sheriff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why did you not think about this before? <laughs> Which is crazy because as you watch it, you don't even think about it. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. Even though there's a whole two seasons where they're literally inside of a prison. I mean, it's
1: yeah. <laughs> so wild. It's like the wow list. Um Yeah, I mean the only other situation we've been up to that point was or along those lines was um the governor and he was trying to break into the prison. So like where where were you going to lock him up?
0: <laughs> yeah. But I I find it interesting because in Woodbury, the governor had, well, Merle, I mean, the governor knew anyways, but they had Maggie and Glenn, you know, in a a room kind of locked up. He created a structure that you weren't allowed to get out of. Yeah. If we're talking, if we're going back and talking about the governor. Um, Yeah. He also puts Andrea in that one room, that like torture room
1: yeah uh yeah he has an a definite abuse of power. Yes, yeah he has the the authority of the emperor and he's just using it for his own personal gain.
0: Yeah, When we say that that's like autocratic, right? Yeah, yeah and and also he um he tries to build the militia. To attack yep. the prison with everybody. And then that gets skewed because he turns around and kills all all of his people. Yeah. But he has all the artillery and the tank and all of that kind of military stuff Um with the governor. His is definitely like an a emperor reversed. Oh, definitely. Because everything is just skewed and... Um, But he he has, but he is in that leadership position. Um, Mm -hmm. Andrea tries to be his kind of like right hand and she, she actually tries to do the Empress thing, right? She tries to smooth things over and bring things more harmony. And I think we kind of missed, missed her in the, in the last episode, but, um, but he doesn't want to allow her to do those things.
1: Yeah, that's not how he wants to run things. He wants things done his way.
0: And only his way.
1: Yeah. And no qualms about how that happens. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because even, even even with Merle, because I think Merle had military experience, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Even when Merle gives the um, the governor suggestions, he kind of takes them, but then he twists them. Yeah. Or he'll disregard them. I mean, even them. his
1: right-hand man, Milton hmm Where he's like, I I will hear what I want to hear of what you're saying.
0: hmm
1: And the rest is like, nope.
0: And then we have Negan as
1: a leader. Oof. That is <laughs> that is definitely some uh reverse emperor energy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think it slowly became that way. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. His, his, the saviors got so big that he basically had to have, like, he, he definitely has the, um, where his situation as a leader, he has so many people that there has to be structure and order to a certain, uh, of a certain kind yeah. for him to maintain order.
1: Yeah. And, um, especially the way he's ruling, like, when people respect you, they're going to follow your, your lead. When they fear you, it's it, they're going to follow you, but it's not going to be willingly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think he was wanting at a certain point to run the operation a certain way. But then you have some people like Simon. Mm-hmm love Stephen Ogg but (laughs) but that's another
1: one that like when he shows up on screen you're like I know I'm gonna hate you
0: yes yes (laughs) (laughs) um but Simon under undermines Negan yeah in in a lot of ways and throws this monkey wrench into what Negan believes is happening Mm -hmm. so when Rick calls him out on, oh, this is how you're handling things. And then he lists a bunch of things that Simon did. Yeah. I think it has to do with, um, with the junkyard.
1: People, oh, yeah.
0: That's what Rick calls him out on. And Negan is like, God damn, Simon. he's so <laughs> mad about that, right? <laughs> Simon threw that monkey wrench into his order of of things. And Dwight does as well
1: yeah um Dwight almost has this like looking for fatherly approval thing you know uh, like I fear you but I also really want you to tell me I'm doing a good job
0: Negan treats Dwight like a dog let's be fair god yeah he does he just he just dogs him every chance he get he gets and uh it's not cool but Dwight throws a monkey wrench into his order by providing structure and order for Rick's team. Yeah. With with information. Yeah. Um man, he's walking a fine line there, Dwighty boy.
1: <laughs> uh, he goes through it, man. <laughs>
0: he really does. He really does. But yeah, in terms of Negan's regime, it's um it's it's definitely very militant. They have mad artillery, like crazy, mm-hmm. just all the guns, man, all the freaking guns.
1: Negan, and the fact that they're they all are Negan. You know, Yes. I am, I am Negan. We're all Negan, and people don't get to be themselves when they're part of this structure. They're part of the structure,
0: right? They're they're a cog mm-hmm. in the machine that is Negan. Yeah. Essentially. Saying it like that is so... (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: Well, and his whole... um, I'm not going to plant a fucking garden. (laughs) You know, like, the Empress creates the natural world and the Emperor organizes it. And that's... He's like, yeah, I'm not doing any of that Empress stuff. That is... Not my jam.
0: Yeah, I think that him saying that right in his huge monologue of an introduction um <laughs> directly puts him at opposition with uh Maggie because oh, Maggie's sure. way of life is all about that Empress energy and farming and cultivating and, and yeah. all stuff. So the fact that he's not even trying Yeah is like you 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 don't you don't notice that in like hindsight until hindsight, you know?
1: Yeah. When he's got it's it, the, the saviors have a very um, like serfdom vibe, like this is the lord of, the lord of the land, and you produce things for him, and he'll let you keep a little of it so that you can keep going, so that you can keep producing for him, but he does not care about you,
0: like the like a landlord, yeah. Oh, ill. I didn't even think. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah that, I mean that's very much emperor energy though. Yeah, yeah, landlord. Yeah, big themes like, with <laughs> Negan as as emperor, em, emperor energy and and the nuances of that, and then of course you know we we have Rick, mm-hmm. um, in direct opposition of Negan's regime, and Rick is like a nice
1: middle ground between Deanna and Negan. Yeah. Like, I can do that authoritative thing. with We, we saw that with the dictatorship, uh-huh. But seeing how Deanna runs Alexandria and how much more smoothly it, it goes and how connected the community feels to one another, that's the strength of Alexandria. And that's something that the sanctuary just doesn't have because the people don't trust each other.
0: Right. And he basically leads... Military operations mm-hmm. to fight back against Negan with his people and the other communities.
1: Um, and what's that they really said to Rick about uh, when I sent people to kill your people for killing my people, you killed my people again?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, you know, with the astrological planet being Mars, Mars mm-hmm. is, um, is the god of war,
1: yeah. I mean. Period.
0: <laughs> just... we, have,
1: we have the emperor in um, armor and he's got the, the leather jacket and the motorcycle boots, which is a similar kind of vibe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: to. has the scepter.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and to be fair, like if Negan's people didn't stop Rick's people on the road. This might have been a not issue yeah, <laughs> but it's the way that they presented themselves um mm-hmm. coming in very aggressive and strong, and you will do uh this thing for me. oh, I think it's interesting that you I'm sorry that you were just saying that um the I am Negan, and mm-hmm. those are the words right for aries i I am yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah oh, that's good.
0: Interesting. Whereas with, with Venus and the Empress, it's I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, sorry, that was just like a random. <laughs> oh, yeah. Point. Um,
1: well, it's um, having authority and then what you do with it, whether or not it corrupts you. Mm. Because that's not it, power doesn't corrupt. It just amplifies whatever energy you already had. It gives you the authority to use the energy you already had. So you have people like uh, the governor who Rick is like, yeah, you were the town drunk before this. Like he, he remembers that. So this is not somebody who was a good person before things happened. It's somebody who just got the power to do bad things. And you get the feeling that Negan is kind of the same thing. He's dealing with a lot of shame and guilt when it comes to his wife.
0: hmm Yeah. Like I said, I think his situation got so large, his operation got so large, it started yeah. unraveling and becoming a little bit out of his control. Yeah. You know, like, he thinks Simon is falling in line, but Simon wants to take over. Yep. And he's close enough to do so. Dwight just wants to get out with Sherry. Yeah. In one piece. And he can't break Rick and Team Rick. You know, they keep saying they don't scare. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, you know...
1: I mean, our first encounter with Negan, the first thing that I think any of them say to him is when Abraham says, like, suck my nuts.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Like...
1: They're not. They're not having it. And then the first thing Rick says is, "I'm going to kill you."
0: Yeah. And that makes Negan so mad. <laughs> it really does. You know. And Daryl punches him in the jaw. Yeah. For taunting Rosita.
1: Yeah. This this whole team is just not having it.
0: Mm-mm. They were out there too long. Yeah. You know. And uh, and that threw a whole wrench in his order. Of things, You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, if they fell in line, who knows? But I, you know, I'm just trying to think, like, how have you guys survived for this long in this in this way? When if you keep pushing people like, OK, in terms of like producing, cultivating the land or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. or take half your stuff for because I think the original purpose of the saviors was like, OK, you can't fight. So yeah. we'll protect you from the zombies, but you got to, you know, whatever you can produce or whatever you're focusing your oh, time you're on, right. you give us, you yeah. know, hook us up. Well, that got bigger and bigger. And then now you have people who Negan are putting in charge, taking advantage mm-hmm. and going, well, yeah, no, now we're going to take your stuff just because we can and
1: yeah. not
0: even use it like the mattresses take from yeah. Alexandria yeah that was so messed up That was so messed up yeah and it's like so now you're just this is a non-sustainable situation at mm-hmm. this point at this point in time it's just not sustainable and then you wonder why Rick and them are like yeah no we're fighting yeah because at, at one point if I have nothing to give you I have nothing to give you what are you going to take my life now
1: yeah and then who? Do you, who's, then, then who's going to who, produce for you then
0: who's going to produce for you who are you protecting yeah. Yeah. It, it it got corrupt along the way somewhere.
1: It became just about having power. Yeah, and not about staying alive.
0: Yeah, and I think for Negan, as long as he got what he needed, he was
1: okay. And, and he's, he's delegating, but he's delegating to the wrong people, like yeah. the wrong tasks to the wrong people. I mean, we come across the Saviors what three or four times before Negan even shows up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And they're all horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we have the group that was on the that ran um
1: Daryl and Sasha and Abraham off the road. Yep. And they just come off strong right off the bat. They're just like, Give us your shit.
0: Oh, while Abraham is wearing his military outfit that he found.
1: Oh yeah. A little
0: random one off point there. Um Then there's, when's the next time? Is it the outpost?
1: No. Um, It's when Daryl meets Dwight and then the saviors come in to try to find Dwight.
0: Right. They kill Denise. Yep. Carol is trying to leave Alexandria. She runs across them on the road.
1: Yep. And has to take out several of them. And then one of them hunts her down because she doesn't actually kill him.
0: Right. And then Morgan saves her. Yeah, yeah, and then of course the outpost.
1: Yep. So by the time, by the time, and the pigs. We have the pigs before that too at uh, at the kingdom.
0: Well, no, because oh, they, you're right. They, they yeah. did the outpost before they get to the yeah, kingdom. Right. Now the out how the outpost was. Hand, I mean, if you're walking around acting like everybody's a militia, mm-hmm. then that outpost is 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 a warfare. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: even though everybody was sleeping, is is moral gray and ethically gray territory. But if you're at war and you feel you're at
1: war, well, and they're just coming down off of um, everything that happened at Woodbury, so it's that and Terminus. So it's that like I know that they are going to come back for retribution because that's what happens, right?
0: And and the wolves too. Yeah, the wolves had just finished attacking Alexandria, right, and all that stuff. So, um. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, we're at that part where there is a lot of like milit- milit- militant kind of optics going on between the different communities and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. we can pick through that like forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's the truth. It's true. Uh, um, and then we also have Alpha. Oh, yeah. right. The leader of the Whispers, She has Beta as
1: her right hand. Very authoritative. Uh, everything is very much her way. Or the highway. Yeah.
0: Or you could become part of my horde. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The way that she speaks is so creepy. Yeah. I think she does that. She plays that character so well. Anyways. So well. um, But yeah, she she definitely has her her way of doing things. And interestingly, taking the natural world of the undead and creating a structure of some kind so that it works for her.
1: Yeah. You know, and they have their rules about, um, if you don't like the way that I run things, you're welcome to challenge me. Yeah. And somebody does and she puts them down.
0: Yeah. What about Hornsby? Hornsby's like trying to hunt down Daryl and Aaron. Yeah. Um, That's a little bit more fresh, fresh in my head.
1: He like wants to, to be in a position of that much power. But he's not there yet. Like he still has to to answer to Pamela.
0: Yeah, but he does. <laughs> but yeah, sure. But he still has the power that she gave him.
1: Oh, to sure.
0: Tell the stormtroopers what to do. Yeah, and stuff like that. And then obviously Pamela Milton for Commonwealth. Yep. Yeah, as leadership, the big
1: leadership people
0: across the the way. And another one with
1: that. Um, the difference between transparency and secrets like she has a lot of secrets because that's the way that she's structured her community to operate
0: Mm-hmm. like different leadership styles yeah yeah it's always interesting when there's not like a clear uh leader things get very chaotic very fast
1: yeah or when you do have a leader and then something happens to them and there's like people left over like with terminus mm-hmm. i mean, gareth was kind of a co-leader but his mom was definitely in charge yes and when he has to be in charge and there's you know five of them left or something Mm -hmm. um, he he goes overboard because he doesn't know how to handle the authority
0: oh you know i had that same um no that's good because when there's the fair Mm -hmm. maggie is not at hilltop maggie's not in those episodes because yeah. she left with, um, apparently, what's her face? Oh, the keys, the Georgie. Key. Georgie, yes, Georgie. She leaves with Georgie. <laughs> and um, then it's like, okay, so you're thinking about Hilltop. You're like, okay, Jesus is there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're kind of like, okay, he's going to be like the, de- the default leader.
1: Oh, yeah, and he does not, not want it.
0: And he doesn't want it, so he's talking to Tara, and Tara reluctantly takes that position. Mm-hmm. But then the whispers enter the scene and we lose Jesus, Mr. Paul, whatever his what is it, whatever his last name is. Jesus. We lose Jesus. And <laughs> um, but then we also lose Tara. And I remember going in my head, who's gonna, okay, if something happens to Tara, maybe it's Enid, right? Like all these kinds of things. Well, Mm -hmm. Enid's head is right there next to Tara's head. Yeah. And I'm like, what's gonna happen to the hilltop? Yeah. You know, and basically, Hilltop was without a leader for a while. Yeah. Now I'm trying, now I'm trying, I'm not that far, I'm not that far yet. It's
1: kind of fuzzy in my head. But yeah, I'm trying to remember where. At what point Gregory was finally taken out? Maggie was back. And did they it, did they lock him up before that?
0: Did yeah he was yeah.
1: Because I mean, she's the one who, who kills him, but I feel like they it, like hilltop the people locked him up before Maggie got back.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, because Gregory Gregory uh, Maggie handles him way after the Mm -hmm. the war is over yeah yeah they had to deal with him as a prisoner of war kind of and then once all the chips kind of settled i think they let him back into the community and then he tried to like get her killed yeah and that's when yeah because he didn't like how she was being a leader and how she was running things
1: yeah (sighs) despite the fact that he was a terrible leader
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, so uh yeah, I just can't remember who. Oh, Daryl. Daryl kind of becomes the leader because oh yeah, for a little while because he is watching Henry. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, it got all weird over at Hilltop for a while because the people who yeah. thought were next in line, you know, to take the job just didn't, yeah. didn't last or didn't make it. Within a very short span of time, and I was very disjointed about <laughs> what well, you know what I mean? Like what was going to yeah. happen with with Hilltop and stuff. So, we did talk about the dictatorship, and mm-hmm. we know that that my way is the highway. My, my way is the highway. <laughs> it's my way or the highway. Mentally didn't work for like you said. He found the balance after he met Deanna and stuff like that. I think Carl also has a moment. Um, actually, Carl has a couple of different yeah. moments where in uh, season three, episode 11, Carl tells Rick to not be the leader because he needs to rest. Yeah. And I think being a good leader, sometimes you have to know when you need to, like, take a moment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and at that point in time, Rick was a mess. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, In season five, episode three, uh, Rick is in military mode.
1: Oh, yeah. When he's chasing down one of the cops in the car mm -hmm. and he keeps telling him to stop. And then he just shoots him. Mm -hmm. He's like, I told you to stop.
0: Yeah. And then Tyrese is the one who offers that more measured option to Mm -hmm. get for the trade and all that that stuff. So, no, I was just thinking about, though, um, when Carl when the all out war is going on and Carl has to hold on the fort at Alexandria and, um, he steps up and Michonne steps aside and says, this is your, is your call. What do you want to do? You know? And he has that moment of authority within the grand scheme of things there. I think Mm -hmm. Carl is, (laughs) I love that he stows away in the car. Yes, in the truck, and he is like, "I'm going to uh, Negan's gonna catch it." Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it gets I, these seasons that we're getting ready to watch now are like the live seasons.
1: Yeah, there's no so, doubt, much happens so fast.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It just it's just live. It's just like, oh snap, what what what? <laughs> Neg- Negan brings the zing into the show for sure. Yeah. Um, in terms really of-
1: challenges people to um, figure out what they want, what they believe in, and to fight for that.
0: Yeah, I think something else about Negan's personality is that he's very honest. He's very brash mm-hmm. and, and straightforward when it comes to um, like kind of like that Aries energy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it, definitely his lines and when he's first introduced are very very um, animated yeah um he's got
1: like little catchphrases <laughs>
0: it, it dies it dies down just like eugene's eugenisms they kind of die down as the characters become more established Still, i think yeah uh, otherwise they come up across very comic booky or, or car- cartoonish like mm-hmm. um he's super animated but uh, aside from that piece um he's just very upfront he's very brash he he is about his word. Like when he says he's gonna do something, he does it. If he's having a conversation, he's just genuinely honest about it. Even if he's a smuggler, of shit sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, but that's what makes you want to punch him. It's not so much that he's telling you the truth. It's like how he says it. It's like uh, yeah, like you definitely have some kind of
1: like. It it, it just screams uh, Mercury conjunct Mars to me.
0: <laughs> oh man. I think also Andrea has her her like she wants to protect the group, but mm-hmm. she, you know she doesn't want to do the gardening and the cooking and the growing of the vegetables. She wants to use the gun and be a lookout mm-hmm. and um and protect in a more emperor type way. Yeah, and everybody's always giving her shit for it. Yeah, and I don't fucking appreciate this. <laughs> and i'm like why can't she you know it's just it's kind of i was like hey but she's a good shot i don't know they just gave her such a hard time about it
1: and uh, she she really came into her own when she and michonne found each other because yeah. michelle let her do that she was like oh those are your strengths okay that's what you play to right right and she didn't have that you know baggage of all the the time spent uh that andrea spent with it, uh team rick
0: yeah, I mean, listen. Rick was fine with gun training, and Shane was fine with everybody want to have guns. But at that point in time, the, you know, the group was like, no, not everybody can have guns. And Dale was taking her gun from her, and it's like, dude, who are you? You know, like, doing my stuff back.
1: <laughs> but she's so just like wants for autonomy.
0: Yes, and I, and I know that the show is different from the graphic novel, but Andrea, I'm, I was surprised. So I. Just for a little, um, for me, I watched the show probably up until season nine, or I want to say after I watched season nine, I started reading the graphic novels, mm-hmm. and it's like a it's like an alternate you know story yeah. story or whatever. But um, but I was surprised that Andrea's character didn't last longer in the show. Well, and Daryl didn't even exist in the graphic novel. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And Sophia Sophia lasts a very, very long time in the graphic novel, too. Weird. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) So I think for probably people who read the graphic novel before the show came out, some of these changes had to have come as a real real tower moment, like real surprise, you know? Yeah. Like, what? Wait, what? Why? You know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why did I even bring that up? I brought that up because she really comes, Andrea's character really comes into her own, and she is she is the sharpshooter. Like uh, mm-hmm. Sasha's character gets the sharpshooter angle, mm-hmm. but really, but not not really. But in the graphic novel, uh, it's Andrea
1: who's the sharpshooter. I can totally see that too.
0: Yeah. So um. So yeah. Anyways, just R.I.P. Andrea,
1: and your. Yeah, yeah it, that that one was really interesting because I remember the the first time going through the show, mm-hmm. not liking her very much.
0: And no, they wrote her kind of annoying.
1: Yeah, they did.
0: But well, I was, rewatching
1: it has been really interesting. It, just knowing what happens later on, right, really affects how you view people's choices.
0: True, true. Yeah, and I think if if she would have been um, if she would have lasted longer in the show, she would have had a nice growth arc
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh for her character and stuff but it definitely would have had that m- militant because that's just where she was she yeah. was the older sister she was the protector she and the so, lawyer yeah and and that's how she uh w- you know was still functioning in the in the world so yeah I'd give her a little bit of that emperor energy mm-hmm. yeah do you have any um any other notes or points and um Herschel as the emperor okay? Yeah.
1: Um. He the farm has been in his family for 160 years, oh. so that gives us um, legacy. Legacy, exactly. Nice. Um. It's also it's a farm. I mean, he's a provider, food, shelter, and medical care because he's a veterinarian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A protector, even when his family and friends die before he's, you know, fully accepted that they're gone. He puts them as walkers into the barn. Like he's protecting them there.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a good point.
1: Uh, when Rick shows up with Carl after Carl's been shot, uh, Herschel is, he just immediately takes charge. Mm-hmm. He like starts Barking orders, you know, clean this up, grab me this, put him on the bed. And there's just this calm authority to him. Like, this is somebody that knows what he's doing, just let him do it. Yeah. Uh, But he also has that, you know, a little bit of that um, shadow side energy when he isn't ready or willing to accept that walkers can't be brought back, that there is no cure. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's a blow to his ego i mean he starts he goes off on a bender right afterward
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah ego is a keyword. i don't did you say that one in the yep. you did okay yep. sorry <laughs> yeah ego no mm-hmm. oh, I, I mean ugh. sorry ed like all of the not to detract from herschel but um <laughs> no negan has the hugest ego
1: oh my god all ego
0: all ego all the time. <laughs> Sorry, I keep meaning to bring Negan into this, you know, I feel like. But if, if we're using that particular keyword, he is, yeah. you know, dictionary, Negan's face, ego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Herschel, Herschel was dope,
1: man. He, I yeah. went on uh, when in season two when Rick says, um, we could help you out with your work. And Herschel's like, it's my field to tend. Yeah. Like my farm, my barn, my say. hmm like he's got ownership of these things and that gives him the, the right to say what will and will not happen. Mm -hmm. And Rick respects that. Yeah. You know, to a point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he eventually later on teaches Rick how to farm. Yeah. Um, And he, what he's doing is he's providing a sense of control and structure for Rick to grasp onto at that point in time because he, Rick is unraveling at that point. Yeah. So I like that juxtaposition of um the, like the gardening and the farming aspect with the structure and order. Uh Yeah. Just needed to deal.
1: And those are the skills that he taught to Maggie over her childhood and right. that she brings to Hilltop.
0: Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: That, I think legacy is a really big part of it, too. That there's there's something that's passed down. You know, Deanna does the same thing, um, teaching Maggie about leadership and giving people positions of power within the community and um, really trusting Rick to be the next leader.
0: Yes. Yeah. And in terms of... And I think she even splinters it. Like, she knows Rick is, like the main Mm -hmm. leader person, but she's training Maggie at the same time. Because I think she figures to herself, if we expand, there's going to be different operations moving Mm -hmm. and we need, we need these people to use their strengths to do like, I mean, kind of going back to what you said before to, to handle it that way. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what ends up happening. Except the expansion is that Maggie starts running Hilltop. Yeah. Yeah. Carl he has his his emperor moments too, like when they're at the prison, and Carl tells Rick he did what he had to do by killing that kid mm-hmm. um and he said he did what he had to do to protect the group, yeah because and he basically just reads Rick and he's like, Rick, you didn't kill Andre, and he came back and killed Mom. Yeah. And he didn't kill the governor, and he came back and he killed Merle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so he's looking at the these small mercies as weaknesses um and that the military thing to do is this in order to protect their family and and their mm-hmm. and, and this is Carl like i don't know preteen thirteen maybe, yeah, and Rick just like gives him this look like whoa. You know, because Rick is trying to be... And, an- and the
1: fact that Herschel is the one who tells Rick.
0: Yeah.
1: It's it's this other emperor figure yes. telling another emperor figure about the a third baby, emperor
0: figure. Yeah, baby emperor figure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because it it does go back to what you were saying about legacy, right? Mm-hmm. What are you... How are you leading by example? Yeah. And because it's chaos out there. Yeah. The society is not the same way that it used to be, and so these small mercies do not equate to safety. Mm-hmm. It's it's very heavy emperor energy. All that that concept right there with Carl and Rick
1: and um, and Hershel too, um, mm-hmm. and and the governor. Oh, and then the way that Carl dies protecting the person who will become the new Doctor. Yes. So he had that, you know, that turnaround moment. hmm
0: Yeah, yeah. He eventually comes into it and he sees it, uh, the world for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. but he was just so so young there.
1: Yeah. But he's very, very protective of Judith the entire time.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And his whole plan uh to mm-hmm. save Alexandria um in, in the sewers, um mm-hmm. that was uh, well, that was Carl's. Carl's plan. Coral. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't get it out. It just... (laughs) Uh, Anyways, that was his plan. And he was able to save... um, Save everybody. um, In the same way that he saved Sadiq. uh, Mm -hmm. By bringing him into the fold. That was Carl's... Emperor moment. Um, While the structures and the order of Alexandria, the physical material world of Alexandria is being bombed. Basically
1: mm-hmm.
0: he finds almost like a bunker for everybody to protect the, the lives of the people who would have been living in those houses and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very big moment for
1: Carl. I was so, I was so mad that I mean, and his, his relationship with Negan is just fascinating. With like the back and forth between those two. The fact that Negan actually respects Carl.
0: Yeah. Well, wasn't Negan like a high school PE teacher or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most like, e- that's the most like ego for, yeah. ne- for Negan in that world at that moment. That's power stripping right there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> you don't like it? We're going to play dodgeball.
0: Yeah because i think his rule is to not kill kids or women.
1: Mm-hmm. It's an
0: unspoken rule that you don't know about until way later on. Yeah. But when he when he threatens Rick to cut off his arm, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. You know. And that's why Carl is mad at him. I mean, that's that age where you're going to have to scream on somebody anyways cuz hormones are wild. Yeah. At that time
1: egocentric authority figure is definitely where you aim that energy uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: yeah he even locks Enid in the in the closet to protect her before yeah. he goes because she wanted to go with him yeah just so sweet <laughs> <laughs> and messed up but sweet at the same time right because <laughs> he knows that she would follow him yep that's the only reason why he does it oh also Carl trains Gabriel how to use the machete Oh, yeah. He tries to teach him at the church, but he he's just not ready to learn yet. But when he's mm-hmm. finally ready to learn, Gabriel approaches Carl. Yeah. And says, I- I'm ready to learn. Because and Carl has
1: every reason to be like, go fuck yourself, is like, okay, how's three o'clock?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do we both remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, three o'clock for some reason. Yeah. Because he tells him it's a war for survival. Yeah. And essentially, this, what this world is, is a war for survival. So, big emperor energy
1: for any- being able to read where Gabriel is at at that point. You know, like when he first offers to teach him, and Gabriel is just not there because he hasn't seen enough, he hasn't been through enough. Mm-hmm. And Carl gets it and he kind of just backs off. Mm-hmm. And then when Gabriel comes to him and says, I'm ready to learn, he's like,
0: okay. Right. So we have Abraham. I think we uh, touched on this, but Abraham has a military background. Um, Mm -hmm. His first introduction, he's wearing um, camo gear,
1: and he's in an army truck. And the story of his family. Like, he has that um, protective thing that just goes totally overboard and scares the ever-living hell out of his wife, and she takes the kids, and they all get eaten.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, it's that i have this power how do i control this power
0: abraham's character reminds me of oh what's his name from um the video game hadouken talk to me street fighter Guile, except he has red hair <laughs> yeah right
1: oh god yeah
0: <laughs> um yeah yeah except with red hair. That's kind of like the vibe that I get from from Abraham, but uh, at least hitting on that.
1: Larger than life.
0: Yeah, hitting on that keyword of uh, militant Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, If we're talking about rules, I mean, the claimers have their rules. I mean, I guess every place has their rules, but... Ah, the wolves kind of
1: hit and miss. Are they rules?
0: The no, the wolves are no. They don't really have rules. They're just, that is just chaos. They're they they are have become a product of the natural world order of things, and they just do whatever they do. Even though they kind of run together,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. The claimers have rules. Yeah, I think it's interesting because team team Rick, like they have rules, but they're not explicitly ever really stated. Up until after the all-out war is finished, I think, mm-hmm. and I think maybe it was that lack of rule setting that perpetuated the chaos.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you are gonna if you are gonna order something, you have to put words to it.
0: Yeah, and then right, and then later on, there is the um, the charters that uh, Michonne starts writing. For the communities uh, to talk about trade. And if <clears throat> one community is threatened, they all come together to protect that community
1: mm-hmm.
0: and stuff like that. But that's setting the rules, establishing, establishing order within, I don't know, what what would, what would that even be called? Like a
1: township? Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: I think it, it would maybe depend if we knew how far all these places were from each other. Yeah, you know, but essentially, if they had roads, they could make, they would have roads that go to each, and there would be a mail route and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know. But yeah, so written rules they actually bust out a charter and stuff, which is, uh, which is nice. Any other point you want to bring up?
1: Um, Hilltop and tradition. The fact that they have a blacksmith that they're able to create. Weapons that none of the other communities can make on their own, and trade.
0: Yes, 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 and yes, and yeah, I love that because all those tools can help with the farming, Mm -hmm. help with the warring, (laughs) (laughs) and I believe that iron is attributed to uh, Mars as well.
1: I think you're right
0: because iron rusts red. Yep. Listen, <laughs> I love when that all like flushes itself out. Yeah, man, hill. See, hilltop is where it's at. You know, in the beginning, I was kind of like, "Oh, who wants to live a hilltop?"
1: You know. But it's not the prettiest place. Like, I don't think I'd want to live in a FEMA trailer for the rest of my life.
0: But now, thinking about what resources are there, and what oh, the yeah. potential, like the fertile fertile land that there's a blacksmith that. Right, Henry gets sent over there to become a blacksmith's apprentice. Yeah, it made me kind of go, man. These are life skills, literally, that can be used in this world. You could take that to another community
1: and mm-hmm. expand and stuff. Well, and that's where Enid starts her um, medical training. Correct. That's what I mean. so that you know, passing all of this down.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just it's <laughs> it's popping over. It's popping a hilltop like. I didn't, I didn't really realize it was so popping over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got our points done. Very good. Very good. All right. So discussion questions, discuss how growth is created and structured and organized within the universe and any other insights you you know that deals with the themes of the emperor that we might have missed, uh, we want to hear from you. So if you want, you can send us an email at podcasttarotnerds at gmail.com and we will read your responses and uh, things on air for the next one. And you can also uh, comment on the discussion post that will be in our... Facebook group, the Tarot Nerds Facebook group. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when we upload new episodes, we could be found on any of your podcatchers, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, I and others. Um, additional information on this episode can be found at tarotnerds.com in case you want a quick reference uh, of the topics discussed. The next episode we will be discussing the Hierophant. And we hope that you found this episode insightful and fun. Thank you for listening to TV and Tarot Talk. No matter where you are, don't forget to take some time out of your week to chill, chill, chat, chat and and tarot. tarot. Catch you on the next episode. Peace.